Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. In this episode, we preview Dave Monk's upcoming Distinguished Instructor Short Course. His tour and accompanying book are called Survey Design and Seismic Acquisition for Land, Marine, and In-Between in Light of New Technology and Techniques. In this engaging conversation, Dave and I discuss why now is a great time to take an in-depth look at survey design, how FWI impacts survey design, the research breakthroughs needed for the next evolution of seismic surveys, and one group that may not realize this course is exactly for them. Dave Monk holds a PhD in physics and served as director of geophysics and as a distinguished advisor at Apache Corporation until his retirement in October 2019. Among his many awards and accomplishments, he served as president of SEG from 2012 to 2013. You can find links to his talk as well as his book at seg.org forward slash podcast. Enjoy this preview of the future of survey design. Let's start the conversation. So you have a exciting uh, Distinguished Instructor short course tour coming up very soon. Could you please provide a brief overview of your upcoming DIST tour? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad you think it's exciting. I'm hoping <laughs> that the participants are going to think it's exciting too. So this is about um, how to design and acquire seismic surveys in view of all the changes that we've seen in the industry in the last you know, five to 10 years, but also looking forward to see what we might expect to see in the next five to 10 years. Um, we'll go through and move from sort of fundamental sampling theory and things that people would have done in the past through to compressive sensing, some of the bandwidth issues that we've seen in seismic recently, use of nodes, and then in the future to the use of completely autonomous nodes and the application of full waveform inversion given what I think the computer capabilities will be in the next two to three years. So it's a, it's a very brief look back, but the, the emphasis on the course is how should we be doing things today in view of all the changes in technology that we've seen over the last five to 10 years? So the, this is a good lead, lead way into the next question and you start to answer it, but maybe go a little bit more in depth about why you do view now as a good time to take an in-depth look at survey design. Things have changed a lot, particularly in the last five, 10, 10 years, all the way from how you would go about designing a survey all the way through to the interpretation of the final product, the, the final pieces of information that we need to better understand the subsurface. So I think there's been some really major changes over the last five years, which is why I think now is the right time to do this course. It actually follows on a little bit from a course, a discourse that was given nine years ago, which had a sort of a similar title. Uh, I think it was Data Acquisition Today and Tomorrow. And it leads on from that, looks back at what has happened in the last decade and what's likely to happen in the next, in the next decade as well. What kinds of questions helped guide your reassessment of survey design? So some of the questions that I've been asked over the, over the last 12 months is, how should I design a survey given that I might want to use compressive sensing? Why does my data not look like the data that I'm used to interpreting? Why, what's changed and how should I be interpreting data tonight, today? And, and I think one of the most important changes is full waveform inversion. And people come and ask, well, how should I design a survey if I know I'm going to use full waveform inversion? 
And what sort of bandwidth do I need to ensure that I get in the data in order to make full waveform inversion useful to me at the end of the day? That help you? That does. And, and you kind of start to answer uh, the next question that I had here, which was, you know, what differences might arise when utilizing this classic survey design with something like FWI? Well, what, what we know is that surveys that we designed maybe five to 10 years ago were, were limited in the amount of equipment that we could deploy. So they were very often limited in the offsets between the source and the receiver. And when we're doing full waveform inversion, we really need to get some very long offsets. So surveys that were shot five years ago are not necessarily appropriate if we're going to use full waveform inversion. The other issue from, with full waveform inversion is we need to get some very low frequencies into the ground and recover those. And so new sources are being developed, which allow us to put much lower frequencies into the ground. If we didn't have that information in the older surveys, then we can't start the FWI process when we get into processing. Is there a relationship between acquisition parameters and seismic image quality? Absolutely. In every single aspect that you can think <laughs> about. Um, the sampling of the data, the offsets, the bandwidth, even the most fundamental thing, like the record length, how long do I listen for? Um, so everything that relates to seismic acquisition relates to the final seismic image quality as well. We will list the goals on, on the podcast show notes for this episode, and, and you have several goals, not surprisingly, outlined for your disc tour. What do you think is going to be the most challenging goal for you to achieve during this tour? So I think there's several challenges, actually, um, and it sort of depends upon the level of understanding that the participants have. But getting the participants to understand that the data that they can expect to interpret in the future is going to be quite different from the data that they may have interpreted in the past. And particularly for, for people who've been interpreting seismic data for decades or a whole career, to suddenly pre be presented with data that looks quite different um, and has different information content is, is a challenge to overcome. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges that I have in the DISC tour, to try and explain to people that what they may look at in the future is not going to look the same as the data that they looked at in the past. Well, speaking of participants, you know, science is a collaborative endeavor and geophysicists, you all are working on some of the toughest problems to solve in the world. So as you meet these geophysicists from around the world on this tour, what are you most excited to get feedback from attendees to help you in your own research and furthering of this work? You know, I, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. I, I don't think I'll know until I've actually given the course a number of times and seen what sort of feedback I get. I'm sure that there are aspects of research out there that are being pursued by some of the companies and, and the institutions that I'm going to visit that I don't know about yet. And I think that's part of the exercise, getting feedback about things that I don't know about yet. So I'm not sure what, what that's going to be yet. <laughs> Something exciting to find out in, uh, in due time. What research breakthroughs are needed to improve seismic surveys in the future? So this is a, that's a really interesting question. You know, a lot of the things that we do, we know how to solve the problems associated with imaging in the earth. We just haven't had the computer power in the past to be able to implement the solutions that we know how to do. We, we know how to do full waveform inversion, but until recently, we certainly haven't been able to do it. So, so things are changing. We are able to solve some problems that, that we've known how to solve before. We just couldn't afford to do it computationally. But there, is, there are a couple of 
problems that haunt the geophysicists. And one of those are the areas of the world which exhibit really strong interbed multiples. And we don't know yet how to really solve that problem. If somebody came up with a solution to that, I'm sure the industry would be beating a path to their door because there's certain areas of the world where that problem is, it really is, it exacerbates uh, the issue to, to see the subsurface. I'm thinking of places like the Gulf of Suez or offshore Canada. So I think breakthroughs in the area of solving the problem of interbed multiples, um, I think are going to change what we do in the future. Who at first reading the description for your course may not realize that this is for them? So the, the seismic workflow starts with the guy who designs the survey and then, and then people go and acquire it, seismic processes, and the end product is something which goes to the interpreters. And I think, I think those are the guys that may look at this and go, oh, this is a seismic survey design. It's at the other end of the workflow. I'm not sure that this is for me, but, but they're wrong because they need to understand how the data is derived that ends up on their desk so that they can do the interpretation. So I think the answer to that question is the interpreters may not realize that this is a, a course for them too. What do you hope will be some of your take or some of the takeaways for attendees of your tour? Well, I think the, the hope is that they'll go away understanding how to design and acquire data that is suitable for um, interpretation in a, in a way that perhaps they haven't appreciated in the past how to use some of these new technologies that have become available to them. What do you hope you gain from this tour? I'm not sure what I hope to gain. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping the, the attendees gain a much better understanding about their capabilities, but I'm not sure what I hope to get myself. Your earlier question about feedback is interesting, though. I hope I can see some of the work that's going on that I don't know about at the minute, and perhaps the course will evolve a little bit over time as I see some of the, the questions and the answers that I get in the, early, in the early presentations. What excites you about the future of this topic? You know, technology development, doesn't matter what, what industry it's in, takes a long time. I have a presentation about technology and show that it pretty much takes 20 to 25 years for any, maturity, for any technology to mature from, from initial concept through to commercialization. We happen to be in a time now where there are a whole bunch of technologies which are reaching that 25-year, boy, this is really now commercial, we can do it in, in a big way. And so I think it's the right time to do it. And that's what excites me about the topic, that it's the right time to present this material. So, so I'm going to close with a couple questions that I didn't send you. And, and this one here is, is kind of uh, putting your almost dream hat on. So, so please finish this sentence here. If survey design reached its full potential, it could? It, it could completely change our understanding and our ability, our understanding of the subsurface and our ability to drill successful wells for an oil company or understand the shallow water problems that we may have in the future. Designing the surveys appropriate for the targets is the future. You know, we we get a, a wide range of listeners to this to this podcast, and I always like to to hear from you know people like you have been so successful in this field. You know, you've authored over a hundred technical papers and articles. You've received the best paper award and life membership from the SEG. Served as president of the SEG, and that's just your SEG specific stuff. You're now touring the world with this tour. You know, given your success, what one piece of advice would you offer someone that would like to succeed as a geophysicist? 
Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? I think the answer is be willing to travel and be willing to, to listen, to listen to other people's ideas. I've always, you know, I've been successful, but I've been successful on the back of some real giants in the industry, in my view, who, who I was able to learn from. And I think the ability to listen and understand and, and adapt to ideas along the way is really important. It's a great answer. And, and the last one that I have here is if you could solve one mystery, just one mystery as a geophysicist, what would you solve? <laughs> well, I think we've already mentioned that. You know, if I could crack the interbed multiple problem, that would be uh, that would be a great feather in my cap, I think. <laughs> I appreciate your time today and thank you and best of luck on your upcoming tour. Thanks a lot, Andrew. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to SEG's flagship podcast. Please share this episode with a friend, colleague, or manager that would enjoy hearing this episode. Your recommendation is the single best action you can take on behalf of SEG's podcast. Go to our website at seg.org forward slash podcast to find all our episodes and learn how you can listen to this podcast directly on your phone without downloading an app. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Crockett, Allie McGinnis, and Mick Sweeney. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.